Welcome to Ottawa Valley Vineyard, where we simply want to help you encounter Jesus, be transformed, and share his love. So let's just read the text and then we'll go ahead. Uh, 1 Timothy uh, chapter 4, verse 7 to 10 reads like this. It says, Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things. Holding promise for both the present and the life to come. That is why we labor and strive, because we have put our hope in the living God who is the savior of all people, and especially of those who believe. I want to just really mostly focus right around this verse right here. Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. Uh, I want us to think about ourselves in a little bit of a different way this morning. Uh, You know, we think of our Christian lives as being... um, it's something that just kind of sometimes happens to us, uh, kind of a game that we're sort of playing inadvertently because we were doing our lives. We were, you know, working on our career paths. We were uh, tracking through whatever sort of story a person goes through from childhood through to growing up, getting married, having kids. Uh, and all of that sort of stuff. And then we become a Christian, it becomes just a different thing that's happening to us in this crazy journey of life. But I want you to think of yourself as uh, a little bit differently this morning. I want you to think of yourself um, as a spiritual athlete. I want you to think of yourself as uh, somebody who is uh, playing a game, who's playing something that is actually a significant uh, game. This life that we call Christianity, this life that we call uh, being human in this crazy world is a very complex, uh, competitive, and dangerous game. It's actually not an easy game that we're playing. It might seem easy if we're not really thinking about it much or if we're just going with the flow of our culture, if we're just going with uh, the way things are. But if we're actually living as Christians with a different worldview, with a different way of thinking, with a different way of acting, then it actually becomes a complicated game. We have a different set of rules to play by, a different way of doing it. Uh, Christianity requires us to live in the world with a completely different way of thinking, from our friends. We want to have the mind of Christ. He thought very differently uh, from the way your colleagues thought. A different moral code, uh, different behaviors that are expected of us that are in contrast with our culture, Uh, different motivations. Uh, We are not allowed to be motivated by the sense of self-aggrandizement or pride or uh, building ourselves up or career building or greed, uh, acquiring things, right? That's not motivations that we're wanting to work with. Um, Or different objectives. We have different goals altogether. Our goal actually isn't uh, tied to our life on this earth. Our goal is an eternal goal, a kingdom goal, a forever goal. And of course, we play on the field with not just natural enemies, but we play with spiritual enemies. And so when you put all of those things together, uh, we live in a crazy world playing a crazy, crazy game. And in many cases, when it feels like we're going out on the field to play this game, we feel like we're so many times at a disadvantage. We might be uh, the athlete that's trying to get out there and wants to play, but he's on crutches. We might have wounds or brokenness that makes it really hard for us to play the game. Our equipment might be broken. 
we might not feel like we have the tools to do a really good job of living counterculturally uh, in this world that has a totally different mindset. When we're having a conversation with a friend whose total uh, mindset is Darwinian, is like the survival of the fittest, the strong survive, uh, and I want to be that strong person to make it. And you're coming to the game with a totally different Christ-centered mindset that says, I'm here to lay down my life uh, for the broken, the lost, the hurting. Um, what tools do you have to explain that or to make your way of being clear or of inviting a friend to join in that journey with you? Uh, sometimes we feel uh, very, very alone. Sometimes we feel isolated when we're playing the game. We feel like we're rushing out into this field uh, not knowing how to play. Sometimes uh, we don't know the plays. The team might be playing, but we don't know how to coordinate with everybody. We might not know how we fit in the church. We might not know how we fit in the kingdom of God. We might not know what our gifts are, our abilities are. We might not know what position we're even supposed to take on the field, even if the rest of the team does. Uh, our minds um, may not be equipped. We may not have the knowledge that we need, especially if we're new believers. We might not know what's required of us. We might not know the things we need to tell the Jesus story accurately. Uh, we might have bad coaches in our lives. Uh, maybe I, as a pastor, am a bad coach and haven't done the training and equipping that it needs to be done to help us thrive and succeed in some ways. Or maybe your father coach person uh, is somebody who didn't prepare you uh, very well. Or maybe you didn't grow up with a father coach type people person in your life at all that can be a disadvantage on the field or that you imagine that the coach that you have god your heavenly father is just angry and mean and cranky all the time and doesn't know how to train you to do the skills that you need to do to live out this incredible game we're playing or maybe you've suffered grief maybe you've suffered loss maybe you've failed at things in ministry and in life and and you just are in a place of despondency and don't know how to go forward. For many of us, that's sort of what it's like playing the game that we're playing in terms of trying to advance the cause of Christ in the world. And we see that we're in many ways losing. Uh, Christianity has declined in the Western world because the church, we as people, we don't actually know how to play the game in a way that will actually be a victory, in a way that will actually uh, cause people uh, to come to faith and grow and for the church to thrive. We're, we're wrestling with that right now as a, as a body. It feels like we're each running alone onto the field to play injured, unprepared, unequipped, to play a dangerous game that you're not sure you want to play even, and we, to which you don't even know the rules, right? It's a, it's a crazy space that we're in. And as men, we, we are in that space a lot. And one of the problems in that is that we um, think that that's just the way it's supposed to be. We don't know that it can be better. We don't know that we can be trained and equipped to play this game or our pride keeps us from getting the training and equipping that we need and healing to play the game. And this is, I think, a lie that I have come to believe and that so many of us have come to believe that this is sort of broken down, lonely, unequipped, untrained way of being is just how we're supposed to play the game. We come exhausted onto the field. We don't know what we're doing. Our hearts are broken and we're trying to make a difference. And in many cases, we actually think that that's noble because we don't know that we're worth investing in. You don't know that you're worth investing in as a player. You don't know that you're worth investing in as somebody that God is calling to be an influencer in a world that desperately needs him. Often we believe 
that this broken way of playing is the most noble and heroic way to play. We just feel like we're being self-sacrificial. We feel like we're uh, just pouring our lives out and we're being incredibly generous with ourselves. And in many, many ways we are. But I think there might be a call on us to see that the game can be different. That it doesn't have to be that way. That God can actually do things in your life that make the game a totally different thing. To make this mission that we're on a totally different deal. We've come to believe this lie that we just fight and fight and fight until we're just in a place of collapse and we're lying out on the bed, passed out with our briefcase on the floor, and we have nothing left. We're just hooped. And I just think God has a different image to put in your mind of what he wants you to be as a missionary in the world, as a person who's serving in the world. Uh, You are a high value spiritual athlete that's worth investing in. You are designed to win. You are designed to make an impact. You were designed to be a transformative force in the marketplace. You were designed to be an extension of the will of God in the world. You were designed to be a powerful bringer of light and life all around you. You are not designed to live in a defeated way, in a way that your influence is small, in a way that your influence is broken, in a way that you're constantly beaten down in the world. You're designed to play a game that you can actually win. And the only way to do that is to see yourself as an athlete that's worth investing in. An athlete that's worth uh, being trained. So you train. Because you're worth it. I have a friend who who's says this to me. Says, and, and, it, and it grates. It actually, it actually feels almost painful to hear it. But just a reminder. Hey, what you do, you're important. And I have such a hard time believing that. And I think we have a hard time believing that. We, we believe that we're so insignificant. But you are not insignificant. You are important. God has put you on this planet for a reason. To accomplish something for him and with him in joy. So the truth is that God wants you on the field. Healed, trained, equipped, motivated, and mentally prepared. And all of these are actually areas in which he, he just wants to love you. He wants to know that you're loved. He wants to know that you can be touched, that you can be healed. Uh, he loves your mind. He loves your mind. You need to know things to do this game well. Take your intellectual development seriously. Because he wants to pour into that hunk of meat between your ears. And he wants to make it function. He wants to make it sharp. He wants to make it uh, full of the knowledge that it needs. He wants to have your worldview aligned with his. He wants you to see the world the way he sees it. He wants it to be full of scripture. He wants you to be a person who is truth-telling to yourself and to others, somebody who is honest, who can perceive and see the world as it is. He wants you to be a person of discernment. He wants you to be a person who knows apologetics, who can know how to argue against the lies that are out there in the world and how to tear them down and how to bring beautiful, loving truth in the world. He wants you to know his story. He wants you to understand history and to be able to show people where he fits in it. That is not something that we get 
by osmosis. That is not something you get by watching Netflix. It is not something that you get uh, by uh, lazier approaches to entertainment. It's not something you get by gaming. It's something you get by doing the hard work of reading books. It's something you do by doing the hard work of listening to podcasts and looking at being a person who is investing and who is allowing God to invest in the development of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be an athlete about your mind. You're a high stakes player in a high stakes game. And if you want to win, you have to treat your mind like it's the mind of an athlete. You have to train to win. He loves your heart. You need to take your emotional health seriously. And this is one that we're terrible at as men because we are just okay. We can stuff it. We can hide it. We can bury it. We can, uh, we can, we can ignore it. We can lie to ourselves about it, but we need to know that there are things inside of us that are healthy. Some of them and some things inside of us are just broken and they just need to be healed. And God is so eager to heal them. We have experienced trauma. Some of you have experienced abandonment. Some of you have been betrayed. Some of you have been abused. Some of you have experienced grief as some of you are in the bonds of sin. And most of us under combinations of all of these things. And in so many ways, we're emotionally compromised. So when we get out onto the field to play the game, we can hardly think straight. We can hardly see straight. And we don't know where to move because our motivations are messed up by broken, broken hearts. Well, an athlete that has an injury, an athlete that has a wound and that has the support of like an NFL team, millions of dollars behind them, or, or say, think of a Tiger Woods, a golfer who's got all kinds of mental issues and all kinds of health issues. Like there are thousands and thousands and thousands of hours invested into healing that body and healing that mind. And you need to see yourself as somebody that God wants to invest in like that. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. He sees your heart and he wants to invest in it. It's worth taking the time to do that. Maybe it's counseling. Maybe it's confession. Maybe it's learning how to process forgiveness. This one is hard for me. This is hard for all of us to just process forgiveness, uh, to uh, process repentance. But the Lord wants at that heart. He wants at that motivation. He wants us to have what it takes to play the game and play it with ferocity and play it with focus and play it with discipline and play it in a way that models his heart in the world. So partly it's for us and for how we play the game. And it's partly just for the image of him that we present on the field. Uh, and that's worth investing in. He loves your relationships. Take your friendships seriously go deep. Like it's so much better to have a few great friends who can really know you, who can really share your life, who can really challenge you, uh, who have time with you and who can just help you see who you really are, who can comfort you, and you can be that for them as well. There's the importance of having these deep and rich relationships. We tend to isolate ourselves. We tend to think we can do it uh, by ourselves. We tend to think that, yeah, you know what? I get to tough it out. Like the heroes that we look at are all lone wolf warriors, right? Right. We, I mean, old, I'm old school, like Rambo, <laughs> you know, like all of these old guys, right? Like, like it's all lone wolf warrior fighting it out themselves against the world, but that's just not how you were designed to be. 
you're designed to be a part of a team. Uh, think about those deep relationships. Uh, that phrase uh, from Proverbs 27, 6 is important. There's so many things that the scriptures say about friendship, but I, but I like this one because it cuts right to the heart of it. The wounds of a friend are faithful. You need to let somebody deep enough into your life that it feels almost like a wound, that they can wound you, that you're vulnerable enough with them that they can, uh, they can see the lies that you tell yourself, they can call you on them, and they can call you to greatness. We need those people in our lives. Uh, he loves your time. He's given you only a certain number of hours in every day, and he's a little bit jealous for that. Like, take your focus seriously as an athlete. You take time to train, and you take time to rest so that you can play the game well. God loves your time, and he wants you focused. Uh, we just love this phrase from Mark 2, 27. Uh, the Sabbath was made for men. The Sabbath, this idea of a day of rest, it was actually made for you. It was made for you. And if God crafts something and designs something and thinks it up and strategizes about it and calls creation to operate in a certain way, and he did it for you, and he did it for me, holy smokes, who the heck am I to ignore it? And I ignore it all the time. This incredible gift of rest that God's given me. And by rest, I don't mean rest. There's so many things that we can do that are rest that actually aren't restful, that don't actually build this, that don't actually cause us to help. There's so many ways we blow off time that actually defeat us and deplete us. But we're called to rest in a way that fills us and refreshes us. And that's something that God has designed the world for and designed for you. Uh, Psalm 90, 12 says this, says, teach us to remember each of our days so that we may grow in wisdom. There's something just about the strategic value of time management, um, thinking about your time, being thoughtful about it, managing it in a way that is strategic towards the end goal of winning the game. And we tend to not do that. We tend to think that when it's time to relax, all of our time management stuff goes out the window. But to begin to take a little bit of that time that you've been given that isn't structured, isn't scheduled, isn't work, isn't responsibility, and to think of using that time to invest in yourself as an athlete, a spiritual athlete, uh, you'll see so much fruit. So he loves that. He loves your time. Taking the time off the field to train will multiply your results on the field. It just will. And this is a struggle. Like this is a struggle for me, right? Like I have a tendency to work to exhaustion. Uh, so many of us guys do. We just feel like it's maybe we have a weird martyr complex or whatever it is. Uh, but we need to see ourselves as people that God wants to invest in because there's value there. There's a value in fighting and playing to win the game. We are not meant to be exhausted bush league spiritual athletes uh, sipping beer in the change room. That's just not who you're meant to be. Your game is important. This game is important. This mission, this world that we're uh, trying to reach is important. So you are important. You are important enough to invest in. God sees you. God values you. God loves you. His eye is on you. And he really wants to care for you. He really wants to heal you. He really wants uh, to bless you. And the truth of all of that is that when we are healed, when we're trained, 
when we're equipped, when we're mentally prepared. The truth is, is that is when it gets fun. That is when it gets fun. And that's the beauty of it. Like, like playing a game you know how to play. Playing a game that your body can handle. Playing a game uh, that you know the rules. Like that is fun. And that's what God has for you. That's what's intended for you. Maybe for some of us, there's some remedial work done. Maybe it needs to be done. Call a counselor, call a mentor, uh, get some rest, take a sabbatical, have a holiday, uh, whatever it is. But get ready to play the game because your game is important. And Jesus died for this game. He died so we could play. He died for you. Uh, He took away your sin. His stripes on the cross are what heals you. Uh, he died to empower his disciples to go into the whole world, teaching people to be his disciples. The things they taught are the things we need to learn. Jesus died for that message to go forward. Thanks for joining us. To connect to the ministries of Ottawa Valley Vineyard, visit ovv.ca.